0: Hello, everybody. Calling all Lasso and leadership fans, join us on this journey to a better, kinder, and more compelling way to lead. We're going to take you through a journey of the hit series, Ted Lasso. We're going to explore what leadership lessons exist, and there are tons. We always have a spoiler alert. We will assume you've uh, watched each episode that we tackle, and we do aim for about 15 minutes per podcast, and we sometimes leave you with something to do at the end
1: as well. And I am Jason Rodger, I'm co-host of this program, and I'm the head of school at Rundle. And simply, probably most importantly for the context of this podcast, I'm a Ted Lasso enthusiast. I'm super excited to share this love of Ted Lasso and leadership with the world. Nice, and I'm Garth Nichols, uh,
0: educational leader at Haverhill College School. I sit at the senior leadership team but I still teach, and of course, I still coach, and my basketball team is heading into a championship weekend and a championship week ahead. So we've put this podcast together to really, you know, nerd out, chat about the series Ted Lasso, but also leadership. Uh, we're going to have a lot of fun pulling out leadership lessons that may be unnoticed, underappreciated, but also certainly ones that are really fun and make you think about your own leadership practices, regardless of whether or not you live in education um, or whatever industry you're in. So basically, as Jason likes to say, we, we've we've created a public Ted Lasso fan club, book club, and global conversation, and we are actively trying to get Jason Sudeikis on the show. <laughs> uh, so, Jason Sudeikis plays uh, the, the main character, and we always talk about who our favorite characters are. So, uh,
1: Jason, you still sticking with Roy Kent? As always. It's Roy Kent forever. I've decided I'm not changing throughout the course of this, no matter what. Uh, <laughs> and in this episode, Garth, I love his straight talk. I love the moment in the dressing room near the start of this episode when uh, the players are really bummed out and Ted has to ask them why are they so so blue and uh, Roy comes back with a classic Roy tirade four-letter words explaining that the team has gone through several years several years 60 years without beating Everton FC and uh, and they're just not into it and I love more than anything else this opportunity where Roy gives direct feedback to his boss you know, he's pissed off, but at least he's telling the truth. And this is a this is the reason I love this guy. He is, he is yeah. four letter words and truth. You know, that's <laughs> that's his motto. What about you, Garth? You, uh, you've been flip flopping and I, I suspect that's the case again. Yeah, uh, I, cont-
0: I continue to do that uh, for me. It's uh, Nate. Nate really stands out. Uh, but it's this this episode landed differently with me. I find Nate very problematic. Um, But what he voices throughout this episode are all the anxious thoughts, of what it means to be a leader. So for example, when he's asked his opinion on what to tell the guys, Mm -hmm. by Ted himself, I mean, he just goes into this shame spiral. And what would happen if Mm -hmm. he fails? He says, "Uh, if I do that and it doesn't go well, that you you won't like my idea, that you will hate me, that you will fire me. Uh, I have to move back with my parents, then they'll be ashamed of me, then everyone finds out back home and laughs at me until my face melts. I mean, maybe not exactly like that, but we've all had thoughts of doubt, you know, if we actually put our neck out um, as a leader, and what failure might look like sound like and feel for us. But anyway, that so for me, it's Nate, and I'll talk a little bit more about that later on, uh, in my leadership lesson. But uh, enough of listening to me, what, uh, what are our listeners saying? How are your mom and dad,
1: <laughs> my mom and dad are actually really good. And they're actually still listening to whole episodes, <laughs> which is really nice. Um, when we could connect each day. I. I really am able to dig in on leadership with them, and that's been fun. And I also understand that their neighbors are listening. So I want to give a shout-out to my parents' neighbors in the condo. Hey, neighbors in the condo. Yeah, it's a a pretty exciting moment for us all. However, maybe even better yet, I'm excited to announce that Livewire Calgary has taken interest, and we're going to be featured in an article by them next week. Pretty good news. Hey, Garth? We're doing it.
0: Yeah yeah uh you know you've got a you've got a voice and face for radio so i hope they capture your best side
1: (laughs) okay so in uh, other big news we've been talking about our viewer base and um we have listeners in five of the seven continents so this uh coming week we're going to be direct marketing to antarctica and south america (laughs) we'll see if we can pick up listeners on those (laughs) continents as well but um what about you garth you always get better feedback than i do uh what are people saying Well, that's amazing.
0: So no matter where you're listening, uh, hello, thank you for your support. Uh, Yeah, you know, some great people reached out. I had my good friend and colleague, Leslie Macbeth, uh, reach out. Say she really enjoyed particularly your point about last episode, the point about practice that she's actually used that before. So that's great. Um, And then a shout out to Denise LaMarche on the best coast uh, for giving us the great feedback. So she writes, I started listening because I'm a huge Lasso fan. But uh, she also sees the connection to leadership and to parenting. And in episode five and six, we kind of dabbled in that. Um, mm-hmm. and we couldn't agree more. Uh, so she also sent along a clip that shows up in season three uh, with Rebecca. Now, it's a far way off for us right now. But Denise, if you're listening and if you're up for it, come on the pod. Tell us more about, uh, tell us more about that clip when we get there.
1: You're welcome on the pod. Right on. Right Speaking of coming on to the pod, uh, Garth, I know you've got big news about our next episode, so let's tease that before we jump into uh, today's episode.
0: Yeah, this is uh, really special for me. I'm happy to say that next week's episode on the podcast will feature someone who I had the opportunity to learn with and from, uh, someone who I look up to as a leader, uh, Kathy Bishop. Kathy is the Associate Professor and Program Head in the MA in Leadership uh, and Values-Based Leadership at Royal Roads, and I just completed their Certificate in Values-Based Leadership uh, and it was an, it was re- really incredible. I was quite moved by uh, some, of the, definitely some of the reading, but also some of the activities that she led us through. Uh, so she is a Lasso fan. I reached out to her. She's going to come on the pod next week, give us her opinion on episode eight, and I just can't wait. So can't uh, wait. yeah, it's going to be fun. So with that in mind, uh, let's jump into episode seven. So Jason, why don't you start with a brief summary of the episode?
1: Sure. And this will be real brief because I know most of our listeners who watch it don't remember it, but this episode's official name is Make Rebecca Great Again. For those of you who have not recently watched it, let me jog your memory. The episode's framed around three things. First, the team's set to play Everton FC, and as mentioned before, they haven't beat them in 60 years. Spoiler alert, they beat them and hit the town in a karaoke-fueled night out. Rebecca comes on the trip and meets up with an old girlfriend, nicknamed Stinky, who may or may not become a love interest of our main man, Ted Lasso. And finally, on a sadder, more somber note, Ted signs his divorce papers and we start to see his battles with anxiety start to emerge. Um, I think that about sums it up. Garth, now let's get on to leadership because this is about Lasso and leadership. What'd you take from the episode in in the space of leadership? Yeah, thanks. Uh, Great summary. Uh, So this episode,
0: as I said earlier, it's a pretty difficult one for me because I think that this is an inflection point for ted and for nate in particular and i do think mm-hmm. um, ted kind of drops the ball here with nate and let me tell you a little bit about why so at the 15 minute mark ted is you know he's not looking his regular self he's dealing with the divorce he's clearly been drinking he's struggling with his emotions uh, and nate is you know putting things under the door like he's his thoughts and he opens mm-hmm. the door and he kind of yells at him he says you know, and he says, go away, get out of here. It's past curfew. And, and that is not a behavior that Nate is used to. And I don't right. think he's used to Ted looking like that. Ted passes out. Um, next day, he, he does go to Nate and he says, listen, I'm, I'm sorry. And we need to address this. He apologizes. He says, I've read your notes. He validates his thinking and then gives him a chance in the spotlight. And Nate says, oh, sorry. And Ted says to Nate, I can't say this to them. Mm-hmm. what you are about to say and Nate says but they need to hear it so mm-hmm. Nate takes that on and I think that's great um you know and hears Ted you know he's believing in others he's apologizing he introduces Nate he sets him up well the team supports him um but there's something in here you know there's there's an element of radical candor which is great and there's that beautiful moment with your guy Roy Kent, who says don't read your notes say it to my face and that. he does and that's like a lot of courage from Nate Yep. Listen, the result of this is that the team wins, they turn a corner, karaoke ensues. But there's a lingering question here about the way that Nate has done this under the watchful eye of Ted and Beard, yeah. who are noticeably yeah. silent and at the end kind of encourage Nate. So I'm left with this question. Now, how could this excellent use of candor, this excellent feedback get done without the horrible language, the misogyny, the curse words, um, you know? And to have Ted and beer, just let that go. And I think this is where we see Nate slide to, you know, the darker side, uh, in in terms of where he goes for the next couple of seasons. But I, there are good things in here about radical Canada, good things in here about saying the unsaid that needs to be said, but how do we do this with kindness, that balance of challenge and support, as opposed to like insulting and dismissing others and motivating people through anger. Uh, yeah, this is such a
1: crazy and human moment Garth, yeah. you know, I hate to jump in, but it's so compelling and I find it so curious. I'm left wondering why did they empower Nate to, you know, make these statements and why they sit silently by in short term, you know, I think we agree at work, they won, but wondering long term, what did Nate learn? And I think this will start to unfold in seasons two and season three. Uh, how did it impact the team? Um, yeah, it's just one of those things. I think it's just we have to reflect on the fact that as leaders, we're human. Like this, these are all human moments in the decision. Obviously, Ted's compromised in his thinking and his emotions because of what he's going through. Um, but it would be really interesting to see behind the scenes in this moment for them.
0: Yeah, and I think, too, Ted has an approach of, you know, maybe, maybe the room will give Nate the feedback that he doesn't need to be this way. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but perhaps Nate hasn't been you know his ears haven't been tuned to listen for that just yet. So, but anyway, so th- those were some of the pieces for me. And this again was a problematic episode for me. But uh, what
1: were the leadership moments for you, Jason? Yeah, it's, you know maybe I'll lighten it up a little bit here, Garth, if yeah. you brought yeah, us please down. Please do, please do. <laughs> <Well>, leadership <laughs> might hard, just be me. leaderships <laughs> hard. It <laughs> might just be me, but I love the celebrations in this episode. Yeah. I really think. Yeah. The singing in the dressing room after the victory, you you can't help but love that moment. You know, they unite around the anthem or Richmond till we die. After that rousing rendition, Roy Kent, my guy, um, tells everybody that they're going to celebrate and rub it in the city's face. And uh, that elevates everybody, you know. And uh, Keely, you know, has done some of these promotional videos and that drives them to go off and do karaoke. And there's something about showing vulnerability with your peers that builds camaraderie. And I think that's actually a really beautiful thing about, you know, doing an acting class or doing karaoke. And, uh, and I think that's what's happening here. So, uh, anyways, speaking of singing, Garth, I I couldn't help but wonder throughout this, do you have a favorite karaoke song?
0: Yeah. Well, uh, I, 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 do have a favorite, um, but they, you know, they differ depending on the, on the situation. So sometimes I go between like the gambler, Sometimes I lean into girls just want to have fun. Uh, and then there's a nine to five Dolly Parton. Oh, you know, solid. Yeah. It's, solid it's a difficult, it's a difficult one, but you, yep. these are ones that get the crowd going, you know, and they are uh, yep. strong. These are strong female artists who are singing and writing these songs. So I'd go with the, I'd Lord. go with
1: nine to five Dolly Parton. I mean, if speaking personally, I'm terrified of karaoke. I, I have to say Shocking. I've never done it. In my, never, never done in my life because um, I think I'm a terrible singer. However, as the listeners of this podcast, as my witness, I'm going to jump out there and take a chance. Before the end of this season, I'll do karaoke with my team. Uh, I'll let you know which song I choose and, and how it goes. Uh, what do you think? I'm in. But wait, are you doing
0: karaoke on your own with your team watching, or are you doing a joint karaoke? Either way, I
1: think
0: I... Either way I'm in. Let's do it.
1: Okay. Um, I, I'd love if you come along, and I think what we should do Garth is your next trip to Calgary my trip next trip to Toronto wherever we meet next Uh, let's do it together and let's do a listening party I'll I'll bring all our fans my mom and dad will check their calendar and I'll get back to you on a date that might work all
0: right if uh, if you are listening to this hold it hold Jason to account and uh, tell us what your favorite karaoke songs are too love to hear yeah let's do that awesome all right let's let's pivot let's uh, let's close with our leadership challenge Um, you know above and beyond the karaoke piece Uh, what do you think
1: people could try out here Okay, Gareth. I'm going to take this on this week. Here's what I'm thinking. As a leader, ask yourself, where will you show vulnerability to your team? Just like when they go to karaoke mm-hmm. and when Ted has an anxiety attack, when we you be seen as being really human this year, write it down and hold yourself to account, maybe it's karaoke or maybe it's, you know, performing at the gala or maybe it's just being human in a in a meeting where you wouldn't otherwise be human uh let's find places to do that in our leadership i think i think our our teams will benefit
0: oh, i really i really like that i i hope people give it a shot uh for me i'm very, i'm at my most vulnerable probably when i'm coaching <laughs> to be honest yeah with you.
1: right totally. i just care about totally. these i just care about these athletes so much but uh well yeah uh, well before we close garth um we always rename the episodes. It's actually one of my favorite parts of every episode. So, Garth, I'm yep. dying to know, what, what did you come up with this homework?
0: Well, uh, Let It Go. It is the karaoke song that's sung by Rebecca. Uh, let It Go. They've, they've let the past go when they beat Everton for the mm-hmm. first time in, his, as you say, 60 years. Uh, let It Go. Ted signs the divorce papers and now has to deal with those emotions as opposed to putting them off. Um, and Nate, like he really lets it go in this rant, uh, you know, consider what it means to, to let it go. Uh, and it's a great song. Come on. it's, it's an anthem. Yeah. It's a banger. Uh, what yeah. about you, Jason? Yeah.
1: Oh man. Well, first of all, thanks for that. I can tell you've been thinking about it all week Garth and, uh, <laughs> that is <laughs> some deep thinking. Um, and I think, you know, it, let it go comes back. We're going to be talking about be a goldfish soon. And that is about yeah. letting it go in leadership too. And I think it's a really important trait and skill to have. So. Uh, well done i gonna have trouble beating that mine uh that i came up with was workplace stink okay uh we're introduced rebecca's nice. friend and ted's new love interest her name is nickname is stinky but on a deeper level this episode's really about providing deep and caring radical candor to each other even if it's a little bit stinky yeah i love it let's go with that because
0: leadership yeah. can stink too right yeah. Um, so we'd love to hear what you think uh, about the title, but also what you've learned from episode seven. So a reminder that if you do like what you hear, rate the podcast, share it with your friends. Forever going to get Sadakis on here. We're going to need your support. Get the get the word out there, uh, and please do tune in next week with our special guest Kathy Bishop uh, from Royal Roads University. So until then, as we like to say, keep leading the lasso away. Thanks for listening. Thanks.